All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrantz, Palpocyclib. Ibrantz 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR-positive HER2-negative MBC as the first hormonal-based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrantz and visit Ibrantz.com. Ibrantz may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrantz may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrantz, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. So the point I was saying about Dr. Dre, the ruthless version, the easy E version of Dr. Dre, right, is breakbeats, right? That's the breakbeats. He's slowly, you know, by the time they're getting always into something, you know, with NWA, they're trying to get funky, right? The Death Row Dre becomes funky, right? He's this super funk magnet, all P-funk, right? They done flipped it and, and, and made their version of G-funk, right? That's Death Row Dr. Dre, right? Joe Cocker, uh, uh, Parliament, uh, uh, um, Leon Haywood, you know what I'm saying? All this dope shit of funk, right? And he, he's he's into that now. Yeah. Bam. Now, Aftermath Dre is classical Dr. Dre, right? So pop Dr. Dre, right? So that's Eminem, right? That's 2001, right? Where you got all this crazy kind of stringy... I think that's when he started working with Burt Bacharach. Burt Bacharach, yeah, right? So I know he's involved, right? But he was already into it, so he got that together. And then the the end, like I said, when you get to 50 Cent, that stuff is still kind of poppy. It's still, like, very high on the top. You know, like, if if you listen to um, In the Club, uh, 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 you know what I'm saying? So Dre has went through spells. That's, orchestra, that's yeah. orchestra it's, music. It's a question. It's, it's just like, and I'm gonna like extract a parallel. It's not part of it, but like, read the book, The Innovator's Dilemma. I started to read that book. Yeah, it has to do with aligning the timing of innovation with the timing of the preparedness of the consumer of the consumer market, yeah. and like to t- make it maybe a, a little bit 
less because that one is that book's very abstract so it's very well obscure dj quick i think dj quick is like probably one of the most underrated if not the most underrated musical minds hip-hop history Mm -hmm. but he's web tv web tv came out in like 99 2000 and just tanked it was the idea believe this look at this idiotic idea of getting a computer specifically designed to hook up to your television that's not the stupidest thing I ever heard of. Went bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> but that's DJ fucking quick. Sure. And I, I think... I, you see where I'm going. To your point. But again, innovation is overrated. It's overrated to the innovator. That's fair. I mean, it depends on what you value most in the conversation. Innovation or marketability or, or monetization. Innovation versus monetization is the kind of the root I, I think, debate we're having here. But I think innovators don't even get credit. You don't. Of course oh. they don't get credit. Monetizers get credit and they get money. Exactly. And everything that comes along with that. So that's the point I'm making. So, but they couldn't do what they do without innovators. I agree. I, I, I think the two coexist at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. But again... Napoleon Hill is an example. You know what I mean? So him being a... The whole concept of the secret and thoughts become things. He's in Andrew Carnegie and all them people. They lived in 1920 and they knew what they knew, but they're like, basically, long story short, Andrew Carnegie told Napoleon Hill, hey, I need you to go spend the next 20 years studying and interviewing the most successful people and figure out how they became a success. It became, the answer was, they used their mind. They thought it through. They manifested it. They thought about it every day and worked towards it and then it happens. It's how anything happens. But he told him, hey, go spend 25 years of your life researching this. And after you do and you find the answer, you're not going to get credit till 100 years after your death. He did this in the 30s and 20s. Would you have enough faith to go do this and go spend your time doing that? And then here we are in the 2000s and you see all this enlightening of people, the the secret and blah, blah, videos and all that. I think dead, been gone, didn't get no credit for it. And he... He was the innovator, you know what I mean? So yeah. the the mind, the marketing and stuff, maybe the information couldn't be received as fast as we now can send it across yeah. the web and all that. But, you know, here we are 100 years later and there is that crossroad, I think, where you have to have innovation meet the marketing and the, the minds being ready to receive the information. And proof I mean? of concept happens faster and faster and faster through generations. So mm-hmm. like proof of concept to an idea a hundred years ago, took a long time For to real. actualize. Whereas now it takes a couple of years to look and then they go, that's a stupid idea. Oh wait, I'm seeing it working. It's like, there's <laughs> like six weeks. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. With the internet, the plane, uh, yeah. all these stuff, Facebook, Google, all that but, stuff. But they're all super old ideas. Right, that somebody else monetized and marketed and got credit for it. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's the point I'm saying. Like, um, hold up, no ceilings. G Lo, my nigga Peter Boss in the house. Metro, what's happening, cuz? My boy Metro back up in here. Timeless music, innovator. He brought Nikina. Nikina's here, really talented singer. Yes, yes, I'm here. Feel me? She in the spot. We're trying to get her to get her confidence up because she's like a monster behind closed doors, but she like quiet when the mic is on and you just got to be like an animal all the time. I'm working on it. There you go. That's how I start. Don't let hooligans like us take over your airtime. That's Yeah, you got to know. No, it's not even acceptable. that. I'm very observative and I love to like listen and take in all is this Is that a word? Type. Observative? I'm Observing. Why it ain't? Observant. Okay. She's nervous. 
No, I'm just saying because I'm going to use it. <laughs> That's your word now, observative. I'm going to put that in the it's like caption. A, it's, it's like a preacher word on, it on Sundays. Word. It got to be a word. It, it, it sounded beautifully. It did. It was fire. It, it flew. It it, it, That's a song, observative. I, I was going to let it slide, and then he pulled it out. I was yeah, like, I can't help it. I just grabbed that shit out of clear air. <laughs> observative, huh? And I'm going to use it during, throughout the podcast. Bet. That we're going to make it a real thing. Niggas going to hashtag observative. Yeah. But you got to make the song like how they did with that entanglement. You yep. have to make observative. <laughs> it's a song. But so <laughs> right in the middle, I was explaining to Pete, we was having a conversation about the music business. And um, we're talking about Quincy Jones, Dr. Dre. And Metro, shout out to Dre, because Dre listened to the podcast. What's up, nigga? Good looking. But Metro thinks I'm a bit too high on Dr. Dre. Right. And I mean, it's not no credit because it's not like saying you don't think Dr. Dre is not. It's an interesting way to to, to say Dre listens to the podcast and then go throw him under the oncoming Metro bus. Directly. He wouldn't wouldn't think that was he wouldn't think that was. Shout out to New Legends. Yeah. He wouldn't. (laughs) The whole idea. But Doc don't think, bro, this nigga beat battle Dr. Dre once. I fuck what he talked about. We'll talk about that later. It's a whole nother Well, we know whose project's not getting funded by any sort of uh, Dre-backed enterprises now. That's not true. That's not true. No, it's, it's, I'm not saying that you're not saying Dre is not the GOAT. Like, Magic is a GOAT. Yeah, of course, right? of but course, of course. You feel like I'm too high on certain talents, and you feel like it's because I grew up watching them. Mm-hmm. And re- really, for me, that's probably the worst. Like, that's not true. We all sensationalize who we saw as kids and stuff. Allen Iverson's my GOAT. I saw him get drafted when I was 13. That's there's there's you think that's random? There ain't no nigga who's 60 years old like that's my favorite definitely players. Definitely some nostalgia bias there. My yeah, God. Like what? Iverson is a goat. I'm saying, like, what he had the best braids in the NBA, the greatest no, braids I'm of saying, all time. When you okay, when G-Bow? you say started goat, the there's right only really arm one, but there are right, other so. goats within and professional. Kobe is a goat. Is he the best player ever? No. Is he the we best know at that. his position? The idea no. that now there's a Michael herd of Jordan goats is. No. for a superlative description is problematic at best. Okay, we know that there is only one singular when you're being for real. No, but, that's, I think that's wrong. We're but, always but, being for real here okay. at No Ceilings. Oh, you are, okay. I think in the people team People speak of a lot of people sport. as a goat, right? But 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 listen. In today... We, yeah, before we get no through off... No Because we finna get through off yeah, with some basketball yeah. no, shit. No, we're not, we're not. Go we finish up. Finish with but Dre. so I was saying, right, that Dr. Dre, right, he he feels I'm a bit hot. Don't get me wrong. He understands the brilliance of Dr. Dre. We've had this conversation. He knows Dre is brilliant mm-hmm. and probably the guy, you know, at the top level. But the he respect is. I have for him is different because I understand the job of a record producer completely different than even him or a lot of people in the business. And I understand how hard it is to break a new artist. Like, Producers to me, Metro make music. So not only is he a label owner like Puff, he makes music like Puff, right? They make music and they run a label and they engineer and they do all of this stuff. So him as a producer, right? I notice when I listen to producers, him or different ones, it's about just hits for them. You know, hits. Who got who who got the hits? Mm-hmm. For me, right, as an artist or as a music exec. The goal is to have a producer who could break multiple artists. Mm-hmm. Can you give somebody their first hit record? Whoever that person is, is the most valuable person in the music industry. Mm-hmm. Well, excuse me, in the record industry. That person who could give different artists their first hit record, you the greatest thing going. 
And when you name Dr. Dre, like I'm saying, it's five. It's, he gave hits to. It's key. You say first hit record. Yeah, first, because that's the most yeah. important thing. Because like even if you think of the Neptunes and Britney Spears, that's they not, already had hits. No, they was uh, like uh, you know what I mean. Uh, what's the boy? The white boy, cold as hell. Max Martin already broke that. Who gave Britney Spears Sometimes I Run? Who produced that? What about that weird old creepy guy who looks like he may like. be kind of registered who broke all those boy bands out of all uh, Orlando? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's the white shit. What? what? What just happened? He looks like maybe he has to tell the neighbors when he moved into a neighborhood. I don't know. I don't know the guy. I don't live in that neighborhood. It's Orlando. Anyway, back to the last story. <laughs> No, look, so Dr. Dre in the 80s, right? First hit records, right? Michelet, first hit record. Easy e first hit record. N.W.A., first hit record. D.O.C., first hit record. That's insane. That's in the 80s, right? Then in the 90s, right, he gives himself a hit record, right? He gives Snoop Dogg his first hit record, right? He gives, I think, Exhibit. Exhibit is in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. Right? And then he gives Eminem his first hit record. Okay. And then fast forward into the 2000s, right? He gives 50 Cent his first hit record. And then he gives uh, Game, his, Game first his first hit record. That's crazy. That's 10, 10 artists you broke as a record producer. I agree. Now, how I'm not going to disagree. How many records did uh, the greater like cash money enterprise through its various tax you know, related, <laughs> you know, entities break. That's the point, right? So Manny, Manny broke the big timers, mm-hmm. right? The he hot broke boys. Hot boys, Juvie. BG. BG Obviously. and Wayne. Turk. Turk didn't break. Oh, no, none of Turk did not break. Turk didn't break. You're right. He broke parole. <laughs> Turk probably got close because I used to love Young and uh, Thuggy. I used favorite. to fuck with Turk. Turk was, was my favorite. I wanted to say Turk he anyway. Was he was the best of the four. He was the best. I, I was say like, Turk this anyway. Wrong. I bought his album. I ain't going to lie. Shout say out to Turk, Turk yeah. anyway. Shout out to Turk. Because Turk, but, but I'm saying, right? Like, oh. So, again, like back to Dre, just cover breaking that many acts. It's why people... Did, but then phase two, you got Drake, Minaj, all the other shit you have... But that's not Manny fresh. fresh wasn't producing. Yeah, but that. I'm saying that's it might not be fresh, but it, from an executive standpoint. So now this is a different conversation. Yeah, that's that's different what I said. We're talking the music, nah, that's the a different producer, conversation. The person we're talking about the record producer. Yeah, like because yeah. so a real record label is two parts at the highest level, right? Mm-hmm. It's the vision and it's the records. Every now and then you'll have somebody could do both, but that's just rare. Shout that's out what to me. me, George, trying to do. Shout out which to is me. tough, which you know he's in for a shit it's all he's good shit. I'm up for it Mr. Got, Vertical Monopoly I got 50 years ago I'm good well you I'm just gotta get that. you a hitman I know these niggas, I'm getting these niggas around shout out to the niggas in the shout out to the hitman people around y'all know who y'all are y'all been to the studio you know what I'm saying I ain't gonna yeah, you gotta you get you a hitman you need you I know I'm, you know mad what's the dude name the mad rapper yeah it'd be, it be a lot of all ego and things like that you know a lot of I got it I could do it and they don't people don't see the vision so you yeah. gotta kinda they, I could do it I'm dude so if so, you need a West Coast white rapper with a ghostwriter, I got you as long as you can find me a ghostwriter. I told him we should do my son. <laughs> Elijah, I told him we got a kid rapper. Glasses write it. I'm a producer. Oh, Boom. My I son, he'll be out there. West. We'll be. We'll have a little run. We'll have a little bow wow, dog. West. He's 10. But, <laughs> I, but so the point is, I talk to Mitra all the time, and that's why I hold Dr. Dre in that regard. It's not because I grew up watching him. I didn't even understand it growing up as a kid. Yeah. Like I was way too busy 
And as a kid, you got to think I'm enjoying LL Cool J as a kid. LL Cool J was super appealing when I was a kid. LL had I'm bad. He could dance in the video. Feel me? He was feel me. He was rapping hard. He just was cold. He was like the greatest entertainer <laughs> when I was a kid. Ice T was in breaking. You know, he's up there rapping and breaking, rapping about the battle going on. Like, I'm like, what? The, this is like the craziest <laughs> shit. So watching NWA was like, oh, these niggas from around the corner. That's just not that great. <laughs> you were born in like 76? No. <laughs> no. 72? This is the 80s. 80s. Yeah, what are you talking about? 79, I think. I'm saying, this is the 80s, right? I'm yeah. 80, right? I'm living life. This is how I start. I, you know, I turned one in 80. Born in 79. 80, I'm living life. No, no I'm just 86. <laughs> it's 85, 87. So you got to be six, seven, eight. This you can see in crazy. Yeah, you're six. Six is old. Nah, right, That's six enough is, to see six. shit and be like, whoa. Like, Yo, could you I mean? imagine what I'm bad look like in 87? It's what Polo G looks like to Elijah two years ago. You know it's what I mean? It's like quite war, as cool. But I'm Shout just saying, it's even more sensationalized about, today. Like, LL YouTube. was rapping and dancing. <laughs> I know, nobody was doing that. Who the fuck? And he was fucking it up. Come to find out, Wait, like, a West LL Coast nigga did that. rapping and dancing? At the same time. Oh, yeah, this is way before. I'm bad. It's like you more any given by? Sunday. The dancing part. Oh, I know God. he was rapping. And he was, that. like, rapping hard lyrics. Wow. My hat is like a shark's fin. Oh, okay. I mean, but in the 80s, you got to think how that shit sounded. I guess. Yeah. Nobody can write. Nobody can rap quite like I can. I take a muscle bound man and put his face in the sand. Like he was going off. You like, and he fucking it up, right? He dancing. And you like, this is crazy. So when I saw NWA, right, I'm like, oh, cut these niggas is around there in the around the corner. That's some regular shit. I see that all the time. Yeah. Right? So you gotta think house party. Right, you house party comes out in ninety. We go to the theaters. We deep, feel me? We kids. You watching kid and play on camera at a party? This is like the greatest shit ever. Like even for a West Coast nigga, it didn't make sense to me until Boys in the Hood came out. That's when I was like, oh, this shit we living is something. <laughs> like, <laughs> like y'all like this shit. Y'all like the whole movie was standing up. I was like. It's kind of like, is, oh, is a shit. able to see the people outside of the aquarium looking at it? <laughs> and that's how I was in the movie theater, right? When you looking at Boys in the Hood and they seeing a low rider and they go, you know, my mom that took me down Crenshaw as a kid. I'm looking out the cars. I'm like, yeah, this is tough. Well, you, Tuck, you like said, this. Tuck said that. I've been a fan of the Mac since I seen Boys in the Hood. He said that scene when they would do shot the Mac in there. He said he was like, oh, <laughs> like, no. like that shit just enamored everybody. You got to think that's when the West Coast shit really happened. Happened. Yeah, you know what I mean, like where people were exposed to. Oh, this is what's going on in California and Los LA. This is a different side. So colors was one thing, right? That was like this educational piece of Crypt in the Blood with the police involved, mm -hmm. right? And then you starting to see NWA. You hearing about it? You know, you starting to see it. You see a tone low, but he kind of got more of these songs for girls. You know, talking about how life is. But man, you seen Hammer, right? Hammer from Northern Cal, right? He dancing. But people don't know he a street nigga. You know what I'm saying? He's a fool. Like, his family, they crazy. They real gangsters and shit. Yeah. But when you seen Boys in the Hood, when that shit happened, 
that's when the whole music industry and every fan became entrenched with who we were. Yeah. And then that's why Menace of Society came because they were like, we could do that shit again. Let's do and it. And it was yeah, not yeah, done was as quite as good. I ain't gonna lie, I love Menace of Society. Of course you do because the characters. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, this shit's so hard. Menace of Society is a bit more corny. It was tiring to kill me about that shit. I gotta ask you a question. <laughs> tiring to kill me about that shit. But Menace of Society, based on the culture, is a bit more corny. Because the characters were over exaggerated, so you could see the lifestyle. Like old dog was like super duper extra. Of course, and you're not like, just prejudiced against Grape Street. I'm just joking. Who <laughs> was they from Grape Street? None of well, them was never in, wore purple. You know, I don't I know they was I, in Jordan Dallas all the time. The so. thing that I thought I was dope about it was that they didn't frame Kane as the hero or the villain. He robbed niggas. He got shot. He was. It was like the story of just L.A. inner city youth. That's just any regular gangbanger in L.A. That's my cousins. Kane is my cousin Andre. Yeah, like yeah. it's that's what it felt like. That's why it was like. This is that's dope. how boys it didn't in the sensationalize hood it too much. It was just like it dropped you in and you were just in the mix. It ain't no hero, he don't make it out at the end. None of that. Like, it's that was how it ended. Like, but that's how boys in the hood is for me. How much do you think? I don't know if credit's the right word, but what would you say the cause and effect impact from a marketability standpoint and everything boys in the hood should receive as far as like the subsequent, like music videos that Dre and Snoop whatever did where you had like a movie that's an hour long but you probably had an audience that wanted to see five hours and that was probably the closest thing you could get to a sequel. Well, well that's what spins us into the conversation, right? You you have Cube, right? Cube is more on, on all of this, you know, political. Chuck D, that's kind of who I felt like when I used to listen to Cube when I was younger. He was all political, like you know, how how America was treating black people, like standing up for black people in this really cool West Coast gangster way, right? But it was like Chuck D. But when he did N.W.A., excuse me, when he did Boys in the Hood, remember Easy e that's the name of Easy es song. Yeah, yeah. So this is all this super lineage culture packaged up into one idea. It had kind of the outlaw right now from the West at this point, the, the guy everybody looked at as like, yeah, he just don't give a fuck. You know, he's crazy. He's from out the world's most dangerous group. You named it, right, after uh, 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 Boys in the Hood, which is probably at this time, outside of 6 in the morning, the most iconic song. Fast forward, obviously, fuck the police is in the conversation straight out of Compton. But at that time, Boys in the Hood and, and, and 6 in the morning were the songs. Mm-hmm. So you named it after this song, Boys in the Hood. And you have mm-hmm. Ice Ice Cube, and now this is a gangster story, right, of really how it is in L.A. It's the square guy that lives in the neighborhood that's, you know, cool, trying to go to college, the athlete who kind of don't got the right grades but staying away from the culture, but, you know, trying to make his way out the hood, his brother who is a gang member, Mm-hmm. Right and and been through so much stuff as a kid. So now he coming home. He just trying to get his money. He got his homeboys, and it's the story of Crips versus Bloods that never had to say cuz or blood. But Ferris, you could tell was a blood. This, that, and the third. So when this happens, right? This movie, you got to remember, this is an urban movie that does 60, 70 million in the, in the country. This is in ninety one. Mm-hmm. It's like Scarface. It was like a modern day Scarface. It was like the same way Scarface enamored everybody in the drug game in the 80s. This was like gang culture for the 90s. Ten years later, it was the same type of effect. Everybody went yeah. out and sold drugs after seeing Scarface. Like, I'm going to be him. Like, How big you know is what I mean? Death Row Records without that movie? But, is my but, question. But here's where I'm going to that, right? So you have this movie that does 70 million. And I believe Suge saw that. Now, I got to confirm with Pops. I can't just put 
words in, in Pop's mouth and shut his mouth like that. But that's what I think he saw. He was like, oh, they're going to love who we are. Because I'm sure before that, the concept of being a crip in the blood was shamed at in the industry like it wouldn't work mm -hmm. until Boys in the Hood happened. And people realized everybody liked somebody in the film. It, it really became... Again, it did roughly $70 million. Mm. What the fuck? Urban Flick was doing $70 million Everybody without a it. superstar. You know, Ice Cube, this is hip-hop. You know, God is coming up. He's not this super multi-platinum success. I mean, he sold a million records, maybe two. But he's not this, you know, he's not MC Hammer. You know what I mean? But but they put out this film, this new director, Recipes, to John. And this film does roughly $70 million in the country. So then you could tell this West Coast stuff is a phenomenon. So when you start talking about the lowriders and stuff, I think Suge saw the success because Suge is a college kid that that went to college, knew a little bit about marketing, and said to himself, right, oh, they love this. They're going to love this. This did $70 million. I think that was his research. Mm -hmm. So he was like, okay, when they did nothing but a G thing, they said, we just going to make... Boys in the Hood. Yeah, just do a three-minute trailer. Yeah, music version. Because it looked like that. Even the visuals, the shots, it looked aesthetically like It's the, a barbecue. Yeah, like it boys looks in the hood. like the Boys in the Hood Shit low riders like Boys in the Hood. Party, Boys in the Hood. It looks like... Now, when you think of the nothing but a G-Thing video and you think of what Boys in the Hood visually, the way the cameras look, everything, it looks like the same. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's it. I think that was the case study. So, yeah. again, who would be the innovator of exposing that culture? Maybe the guy who made colors. Maybe Ice-T for writing colors. You know what I mean? As far as gang banging itself. Mm -hmm. But who gives credit to colors more than they give credit to Boys in the Hood or Menace to Society for West Coast lifestyle? Most people don't name colors at all. Yeah. And colors, in theory, right, could be the innovator of displaying gang bang culture <laughs> that's to like, the mainstream Well, world. that's like somebody looking at a flower and going, man, that's a strong-ass seed. That blossomed. Everybody look at the flower. You well, no look one at ever the... gives Don Cheeto. <laughs> Nobody look at the man. Seed. Don Cheeto was, bro. Don Cheeto was rocket. That's he right. was the coldest crip in life, bro. No, you got to see the video, Angela Winbush, where he's dancing in the video. I ain't gonna lie. That's his first I'm gonna be break. Honest. I, I, I don't have to say this, but I'm gonna say it. I was born in '83. I ain't seen colors. What? I was born in 83, and I'm even um, slightly I'm, whiter than you. I'm going to be honest. I didn't see uh, Coming to America until about, shit, four or five years ago, maybe. I still ain't seen Coming to America. I ain't seen none of the movies y'all mentioned. Oh, you should kill yourself. I, no, I, I shouldn't. This is, How I did, haven't you not seen Coming to America? I've face with her every day, every time I'm with her for the last two years. <laughs> you so you know. don't know the wonders of Eddie Murphy? No, like, I... I've seen like the little clips that everybody's seen, right? If him actually coming to America, no. <laughs> I, I feel like you're I know good. the storyline a good fine. a little bit right no, okay he was a prince fine. he was she's a prince seen, with seen. a dad right uh, that's how it works he, he had a girl in America no this is crazy no that's not the storyline that's no. not it yeah something like that it's more so like he was ultra royalty in Africa yeah. and came to America mm -hmm. to get away from that so someone could love him for the real him. Got you. So he worked at McDowell's, which was like McDonald's, but black owned, okay. and fell in love with the owner's daughter. And there were some jokes along the way by Arsenio Hall in a barbershop. Okay. And that's about it. Okay. 
He's white, so you got he's white, so you got to understand it's not really a cultural phenomenon for him. Okay. Like for us, it's very much like for sure. Like if if Cisco or Ebert reviewed it, that's what they would say. But from us, she's like, who's Cisco and Ebert? She's like, yeah, Cisco died like fifteen years ago. Bro, you just born, but yeah, no, so Ebert and Rope. I ain't even gonna say so. Exactly, we're not gonna do this. Yeah, the, you need to watch Coming to America. It's really okay. great. It's funny. It's, it's like one of the most important black I movies. I think I would enjoy watch. it. It's super great. Yeah, it's like really super great. Do do a deep dive in, Mur in Eddie Murphy with Coming to America and uh, trading yeah. places. You got to go trade places. You, you, you got to go that first. Old film as well. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's with him and Dan Aykroyd. I ain't seen that one either. Oh my what the God. fuck is this guy here wow. for? Uh, <laughs> I'm turning this mic off. <laughs> what year did it come out? What year did Trading Places come out? I don't know. We're born the same year, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Trading Places is like so. I'm, okay, I'm go watch these so you films remember? ASAP. Okay, so, so you see Coming Netflix to America, right? The, yeah. Okay, so in Coming to America, you remember when he's walking and he took the money from Simi? You know, he took Simi, kept spending money, and he hooked up oh, the yeah, apartment yeah. and made uh -huh. the apartment too nice. Yeah. And he took his money, like, you can't do no more damage. Yeah. And he put the money in the McDonald's bag, and mm. he was walking off, and he was walking with Lisa, and he hands the bag to them two old men, the two old white broke men on the corner. Mm -hmm. and he was like, Mortimer. You know, he's like, <laughs> Randolph, <back>. Randolph, <laughs> look. He was like, I'm still not talking to you, Mortimer. He was like, look. He was counting the money. He said, oh. And they was like, we're back. That's that was the first places. rap video cameo of all time. That's trading places. That's, That's where the characters come from. See, so I don't, as much as I'll be on your head about it, it's a bunch of stuff I miss, but I'll yeah. be like, all right, all right, you know what I mean? But yes, it's. So moving forward, because we just got lost. So Death Row at that point, right, becomes the, the, the cultural revelation, right, of what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, we didn't have to gamble. Boys in the Hood, excuse me, Colors gambled for us, right? Boys in the Hood became proven success, right? And then Death Row became the soundtrack to, to Boys in the What's Hood. What's funny is, to piggyback off that, Menace Society won Movie of the Year at the MTV Awards. So they got such a phenomenon. Boys in the Hood didn't even get nominated, but yeah. it was such a success. The Hughes Brothers went and copied it and won an MTV of and like, they had fake movie ass. Isn't that kind like, of similar to Onyx beating out the Chronic for uh, the Grammy that year? That's a little interesting. That. Onyx I, was tough. Onyx man. beat. Wow. Yeah, but Onyx yeah. was tough. See, I mean, the Grammy. Onyx was Onyx not the Chronic. I, no, no. Like, Onyx in real time. I wasn't watching the Grammys. No, like before your time again. No, no I was seven. I wasn't oh, watching the Grammys to pay attention. Like. Onyx in real time is different. No. But when you think, oh, the Chronic didn't win a Grammy, you're like, damn, well, who beat it? And then you go look and you're yeah, like, wait. Onyx, Slam beat it. Yeah. Onyx in Slam real time big. is different. No, Slam was huge. And I was like 12 when that shit came out. No, Slam. Bro, it Slam was crazy. Was big, it yeah. was awesome, but there was nothing special. It was special. The Chronic I totally was disagree. something special. I think the Chronic became something greater as yeah, well. Yeah, as years as went well. on. At the striking moment at the oh, same time. Oh, it was I a get conversation. Because it was. I get what you're saying. No, no at, in real time, it was a conversation. <laughs> Number <laughs> the G thing is Slam, that was a real conversation. Because Slam was like big. People loved Didn't that. Didn't they put that in the Space Jam movie? Ain't that in the I'm Space Jam movie too? Like, you remember Slam from Onyx? Yeah, oh, Slam. You know what Slam? The, Slam was the crest of the, a wave. Let, let the boys be boys. It was crazy. That's fine movies for them. Yeah. Sugar Hill, all the movies came out. What do you mean that spawned movies? Because they were in films after that. 
Oh, they start I'm, Fredro and, oh, and, yeah, and yeah they were in a lot of made for TV movies after that hold up see you talk see that's that white people shit we don't care if it's made for TV <laughs> or films bro see you just had too many films too much for your life so you spoiled so you just degrade the I'm made pretty sure TV the Ice Cube's movies were actually made for the theater yeah, but that was again that wasn't happening. The, you got you saying I got the hook up. It of was course. for Ice Cube, yeah. bro. The first hip hop movie I ever seen today is actually hip hop's birthday. Happy birthday! Yeah, happy birthday! Hip-hop. Forty-four Hip-hop. years. Thank you for saving my life. Forty-four. Is it forty-four? Seventy-three. Seventy-three. Oh yeah, forty-eight. <laughs> so thank you for saving my life. Right. Thank you for saving my life. Right. Okay. But right, if you start like the first hip hop movie I seen or the record business of hip hop that I seen, right, was probably <sighs> that I can remember is breaking. You know what I mean, I remember seeing breaking. That's seeing Ice T on that screen like rapping and them niggas dancing the breaks and fucking it up the way West Coast niggas did. Yeah. I seen B Street, but I didn't really take to it because I thought it was dope, but it was a bit New York. And if you don't get that. Like they were fighting over painting on a fucking train. Which one? <laughs> yeah. Beat Street. Street. Oh. I got a question though. There wasn't a lot of hip hop really in Boys in the Hood, right? It was a movies movie. Well, that that is what hip hop is. Yeah, lifestyle. but there was like hip hop in some of these other movies. Well, no, again, hip hop is so I've came up with this. Well, is the war is Warriors or whatever? Boys in the Hood, New York? Is it is it because that seems like a hip hop movie with no hip hop being played in, yeah, the, in the movie? Yeah, no, yeah. it's too many white people in that film to be hip hop at that time. But that's New York. Not, yeah. No, but but hip. It was gangs. It was the whole thing. Yeah, they but one I think, gang I think, trying to I get think, to here, and I think it was rooted. So this is what I realized. This is important. Hip hop in New York, right, is the culture, right? So excuse me, the culture is hip hop. So like, the culture in New York is being a rapper, mm-hmm. is being a breaker, you know, to the music, is DJing is learn, knowing the lessons, is graffiti. That is hip-hop. For us on the West Coast, right, our culture is what hip-hop is. So it's the lifestyle we live and talking about that. That's the way. So crip walking could be considered hip-hop at certain places. You know what I mean? It became mm. a part of that culture yeah. because we Even though did it to culture. the music, yeah. right? Yeah. Even though initially... But that's very similar to Colors. No, I get it, but I'm saying Colors is the innovator. It just didn't get credit. Colors is co- Ice T song Colors is probably yeah, Ice T did have a track on that. Yeah, and and it actually end up low key is probably the most underrated track about gang banging ever. Yeah, you know what I mean it's yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. super duper yeah. accurate. Yeah, it's like that was gang banging one hundred and one. A lot of these songs are gang banging three hundred and one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. The point I'm saying is, right, uh, y'all keep throwing me off. Okay, so yes, Death Row, right? So Death Row saw that. Colors was the innovator. Boys in the Hood became, you know, uh, uh, the proof. And then Death Row happened, right? Now now they're selling gangbanging culture. Mm-hmm. Gangbanging was at its highest level. They all used to gangbang the P-Funk, which is crazy. All my all my older homies, Hot Dog, from Lanes, all the older homies, Rich from Grape, they used to tell me, Moon, Pluck, all them say, that would flashlight to get your ass killed at the party. Flashlight, come on, niggas, start banging. Flashlight, red no light will get you killed. I love that song. That is one of the most active gangbanger songs they said in their time. What's his name? He's, um on, on the podcast from uh, Gangster Chronicles, um, James was saying that he used to have to put on 
quick, but he was listening to whatever from back in the day when he was running around Compton. But then yeah. when he got near the studio, he had to put on quick because that was what you had to listen to at Death Row yeah, Studios. Yeah. So, again... You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. For Dre, you know, we keep getting to a whole bunch, which is dope. I love this part of it. But to get to that point, Dre has went through three different things musically. Like, right where, you know, he his breaks came from break beats, right? Where he was on drums, and that's where he was looping. And he was building off of that. And then when he got into G-Funk, right, that, that carried the Death Row era. And then Aftermath to this day is all like kind of this classical pop style of music where he's made kind of his own lane. Forgot right? about Dre. Forgot about Dre, right, which is, is that? That was a sample uh, to uh, uh, No, that's not No Doubt. No Doubt is the other song. No Doubt is the other song. Forgot about Dre is a cold flip. Yeah. But yeah, that shit is fire. But uh, still DRE. Yeah, straight. Cold, I hear yeah. still DRE. That song reminds me of that song. They would never admit it, but I believe that song is... Um, do, 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 do. All, all the colored girls, that racist ass song. 
Could you give me a decade or at least a quarter century in which that was? What's that song? All the Color Girls. Where you like all the Color Girls? It's only one song that's from like the 30s. Is it from like the 80s? What are we talking about? I'm just the engineer. That's it. Oh, shut up. And then you get on the mic and go, How come I didn't talk through the show? Shut the fuck. I can't believe we put up with this shit. That's it. Just oh, I would say. That's it. Do, do. Hey, I grew up with Crush Groove. Do, that was the New York one was Crush, Crush Groove. Crush Groove was super Where fine. everybody was. My yeah. favorite East Coast movie at that point outside of House Party, right, as far as hip-hop or when it was about rap music, was Disorderlies. Yeah, that was funny with the Fat Boys. I remember that. So, All the Colored Girls... I cannot believe... Uh, wild Side. Take a walk what? on the Wild Side. Lou Reed, Walk on the Wild Side. That's the name of the song. And that was a movie, though. That, I think that was. I a don't movie. know. Night by Nature did that song. Yeah, dude. Um, so did um. Tried, tried did it too. Can I kick it? That's the beat, mm-hmm. right? So, again, like I hear still still DRE, and I hear that song. I know what they're doing, but again, to take those ideas and make his shit is different. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing that make him spectacular. And the fact he's able to break 10 different artists. And I agree to some degree, you know, Dre sells at the highest level gangster rap, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like this reality based in culture of the West Coast living, right? But I don't give a fuck who it is to break 10 artists is yeah. just about impossible from a record side. You got to know what you're doing. You're you have guessing. to be You're not a super master of music and then understand how it correlates to the marketing side of it. Mm-hmm. it it's the reason, like, in, like Exhibit was kind of popping on the West. Like, he yeah, had a good underground buzz. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, what you song? see is what you get yeah, now and all them songs. crazy. Them songs is fire, but they're not smash records. Yeah. They're like these underground kind of songs that we all know within the culture right yeah. here. But you put him with Dre. X, you get it. You give him X. That's some classical. Dun, 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 but that's that dun, same time. Aftermath Dre was uh, classical. Uh, yeah. So, again, I think it's underrated <laughs> what he's able to do musically. I agree with you in a sense that this is not a conversation of innovators. Those are different conversations. Well, have you seen the Netflix movie Laurel Canyon? Or no. in the canyon? Something about the fucking canyon? No. It's about... And it's, it's relatable because it's a time and place type of analysis of the music industry. But... There was a you know, small number of producers, one or two, uh, over in you know, the Laurel Canyon area of the Hollywood Hills, and like all the like acid head hippies from the late sixties, all of them, no matter where the fuck they came from, they were going to a bunch of rental houses over there, getting high, had studios in the houses and broke like more records than you could fucking count. And it's it's a pretty cool documentary about like the intersection of like proximity and timeliness within the music industry and how you can put that out and capitalize on it. It's, it's not a terribly dissimilar conversation to this one. Well, well, I mean, it's like a photo negative of this. I mean, um, that's not foreign. Max Martin, a lot of camps like, right. Came that way, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of like when, when Snoop was talking about no limit, having that campus of all the artists and all the studios were like at one Sure, but but also what makes hip hop special, right, is 
the fact is it's involved with so much culture. You know, it's it's one of the first genres that's so culturally drenched. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like at one time music was kind of more like the same. You know, most of the music was pop at the highest level. You know what I mean? Like it was rock and roll kind of came in and start doing some damage where they start bringing in like this whole other thing. Before that, at the highest levels, it was pretty much all similar to me. You know what I mean? Like it didn't have to be drenched in culture. Like hip hop became so popular because it carried so much culture. The first time you've seen those low riders, rewind before that, when you start seeing guys with Tim's on, right? You're looking at guys with Timberland boots on and they're wearing them on purpose. Like, like, yeah, this is our fashion. And we got these jeans, they're a little bit baggy. And we got these hoodies and these big jackets because before it's that, cold as shit out here. Before that, track suits and run DMC at Adidas. That was hip-hop. Break right? beating. Right when it started in the 70s at the parks and people DJing, you walked on the scene, you was doing graffiti. You That's the culture. It's but, all but of I'm that. Saying, that's I'm it. saying the culture was those things. I'm saying to in, to encompass where you could wear hip hop in a sense or was yeah, that like yeah like where the you dollar you could talk it yeah you live it you could talk yeah it yeah. becomes a living breathing like when you first seen hip hop when I was younger like when you seen it from New York right you could talk it you could say son you could say b you could say kid and you could tell that as much as that was New York that became a part of hip hop yeah right jeeps tims for me backpacks you see niggas Niggas ain't been in school 10 years wearing backpacks. Hip hop is like this black hole that can suck anything and take anything in and make it cool. Kanye took Louis Vuitton backpacks and pink polos, popped the collar and put chains on and can be like, I got a Benz in a backpack. And it's like, Jay-Z saying, we don't drive X-Files, we give them the baby mamas. He instantly made every black male be like, we don't drive BMW SUVs. I know they were selling BMW SUVs. I wonder why the sales went down. But, but I'm going to tell like, you why. why women only are in them. But I'm going to tell Not, you why I don't care about that. So why, what I don't care about that part is because it becomes a money thing. And one I thing about that's hip later hop, down the line. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not, not a money, money yeah, thing. Yeah, it's not a money thing. You're right. And, and sometimes at its highest levels, there was conversations of Beamers and Louis Vuittons that's and Gucci. That's still just and, style. But but it's not really style. I guess you're just layering on top of... Uh, you're just trying to one-up the last thing. All any rapper today with crazy videos is trying to do today is one-up what Run DMC did. We all compete. Even though we're not in a category with Marvin Gaye, them from, we still are all in the arena of music. We're still competing with Jimi Hendrix and what he did on stage, playing the guitar, putting acid in his eyes. And, and I, I think the greatest people are. But, but again, it's important to get people to notice about hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. And with Nikina being right here, it's not about money. See, money is just an easy marketing tool. Success is just easy marketing tools. Those are easy ways to get people to be involved. Everybody want to stand next to a winner, right? But it's also not the biggest shit. And that's why when the West Coast came, when Snoop and them came, they kicked everybody ass because it didn't cost nothing but $40 to be them. Yeah, get a dicky suit and put some chucks on. It was $60. It's $40 outfit, $20 pants, and a fucking hat. It didn't matter... L and them had these, you know, it was niggas in the video with the Beamers and the, mm. all this and extra and all this foreign shit. And, you know, one love to Dapper Dan who did all the Floyd Mayweather's outfits for a long time. It wasn't about having Louis Vuitton, Gucci. It wasn't about that. 
that became ways for, for people to separate themselves and they start using European fashion because it was expensive to separate themselves. But again, that's actually stylistically lazy. Yeah, you're right. It's harder to get fresh with $40 than it is with a $2,000 shirt on. And we come from a place where women go to the $7 store and everybody that got some money still want to knock them down. Yeah. So it's really $7 important. $7 sundress. Yeah, like, feel me? So, again, <laughs> the reason hip-hop would be struggling today, right, and it's important is because it lacks culture. Like, right, you have the Internet providing one idea, right? Everybody's saying 12. Everybody's, it's these certain words that everybody's saying because they're all living their life vicariously through social media. But really, soil is created by the dirt. And if you want to sell culture, right, that's what made Snoop such a phenomenon coming out. He sold the culture. Like, that's the L, the same thing. They sold the culture. So your job in hip-hop, right, even from a record producer, record producer standpoint sonically right is to figure out the culture that's scoring that lifestyle the reason the west coast is struggling so hard to get back into dominance the culture hasn't changed so trying to change the music is almost kind of asinine yeah and it looks the same everything is the same and people are trying to yeah. it's like opening a bunch of health food stores in the south still some niggas down there bro niggas want seasoning on their food niggas don't want salad niggas want cabbage fried let me tell you something. Those Santa Monica soy ribs are delicious. I'm not knocking it, but it's in Santa Monica <laughs> where you eat on your Louis placemat. Louis Vuitton placemat. Feel me? And I'm not knocking it. I'm saying that's I'm the, the only thing one in the room eats pork. Jesus Christ. That's the thing. No, no, I'm saying that's the thing with hip hop. Hip. That's what we brought to the table. You got to think. Soul food, bro, is the worst food. You know, it's the mm -hmm. slop they threw back there. That was like, okay, we ain't eating this nasty shit. Y'all can have this. Really? 100%. That's what where... neck bones and pig feet come yeah, from. Nobody... You think they wanted that? They we like... got greens and rice and gravy, so fire. And the oxtails? It's horrible. Oxtails, no one wants. Chitlins, nobody wants. Like Everybody uh, loves oxtails. Chitlins, everybody don't love. Nobody wants that. Do you realize what it is? I mean, nobody, you know no, what nobody, is, nobody. Think about if you have the animal, you're eating the intestines of it. That means they they already took the main part of the bacon and everything. Like, There's no here. steak. I, it ain't I no... really didn't know we was eat, cooking up no... scraps for real. Yeah. That's crazy. But that's not crazy because you was born yesterday. <laughs> I don't mean that negatively. <laughs> when I'm saying yesterday, I mean like yesterday. Like, like you don't know. 98. Same thing? Nah. God damn, 98, man. Bro, I was in 10th grade. 98, I already had a low rider. <laughs> exactly. But, but that's not important. The point I'm saying is yeah, that's what hip-hop became. That's what made hip-hop so special. So, yes, soul food is the scraps that the slave master said, we don't want this, y'all can have this. And we figured out a way to season that shit up. And that's why greens ain't right. You had to cook that shit all day. That shit ain't supposed to be like, ate. Your people ain't even supposed to be eating it no more. People are willingly choosing to still eat it. And it's like... But I'm, but I'm, no, but I'm, but I'm, but it's, it is, it is good. It's just not, it's just raise her what ceiling. you have to do, but no, because this is a tricky part because it is, it does taste good. Right. But it's unhealthy because the reason it tastes good is because they use so many different things that were un unhealthy to make it. Like if you had soul food cooked the right way, it would taste horrible. Like it would taste, the they don't have way. all the salt and all the, just, yeah, it just wouldn't hit. You feel me? But that's hip-hop, too. And this is why I said it's important. Hip-hop is the same way. Mm -hmm. Hip-hop started because these niggas didn't know how to play a ton of instruments. So hip-hop, right? So when you hear them niggas say, these are the breaks. 
they're talking about a break in the record, a drum break yeah. for the most part. And mm -hmm. you take that break and you loop it. Boom, 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 boom. That's the break, right? And you took that and you built around it, right? And then you started rapping, right? You start preaching your life and your lifestyle and what you were about. That's what made hip hop sweet. It was our soul food, right? It was, it was our way of saying, okay, we don't have, you know, a drummer. We don't have, you know, a horn. We don't have Maceo Parker. We don't have that. We don't have George Clinton. We don't have that. We got these Technique 1200s. And we're going to make this work, right? And we're going to make music from this. That's why the world fuck with it. We always take stuff that it ain't supposed to be used for and use it as something it ain't even designed for. Turn the turntable into a... The MPC wasn't made to make beats on not hip-hop music. It was made for a totally different genre. Hip-hop producers said, nah, we got it. That's what makes like, it all great. Shit now. We, and that's we gonna, what makes we gonna sample into it and do but all that's these things. That's what make all this stuff great in this country, and that's why it's really important, right, for a, a, a producer in hip hop, right, to understand the essence of it. You know what I mean? It is soulful. You know, some. I know you didn't watch the YouTube video I sent you yesterday. <laughs> Which one? The Edward Lutwak. Mm -mm. Why even waste my fucking time? Why? I'll do the same thing. We it's probably like, all sending him a million things. He gets 90 calls. He only can no, look that, at something. And I watch I, everything within the first seven days. I, I, I wouldn't <laughs> burden you with that. It was a very interesting conversation. But the guy talks about kind of doing a compare and contrast about the think tank, in, uh, think tanks in China and why they struggle versus in the United States. And it has to do with, like, diversity of inputs. You know, like the Manhattan Project was like genius minds from all over the place looking at similar concepts from different angles. Manhattan Project, that's the nuclear bomb. Yeah. Yeah, that just seems like Whereas a bad idea. the attempt to do the same thing with like, like China can't produce a jet engine. You know, like it's pretty fucking stupid to think that, but it's a fact. Yeah, but I don't even know if jet engines are actually cool to produce. I, I think other people have ethics. Well... If if you really, really, really fucking want to produce one and you can't, that's a statement. True. true. Yeah, cool is what you de is, is what you desire it to be. I, I don't know because the Manhattan Project probably just that probably was a bad think tank. It depends. Like, you know, I think well, it see, also came up with nuclear energy. How can we kill most people fast enough? <laughs> Ooh. You know what, nigga? We could take atoms. Somehow mix them motherfuckers up <laughs> and drop them and kill a million people at once. Niggas like that's fire. What but you the know fuck something? No, you know somebody's like, is there in a way to get a hundred million at once? There has not been a war between major powers since the second one was dropped in the world. They probably, and that's crazy to think about. That's probably because everybody looked at each other like, because niggas shit. know that's other niggas point. got like, atomic probably, bombs. That's yeah, a, that's should. another aspect of the interview that you missed. Yeah, but I, I don't know if that's... <laughs> send it which, to me, Pete. Which I'm going to, to check it out, right? But I don't know if I would look at it that way. I'd probably be looking at it like, what the fuck It's a little out thinking? of context from the reason that I brought it sure, up. Sure, sure, go ahead. But having to talk about, like, the American experience culturally is basically a bunch of people from different parts of the world with different types of perspectives turning shit to sugar. Like... Country music isn't classical music from Germany with a bunch of resources and these great symphonies. It's somebody who strung up a fucking damn banjo and was blowing into fun. a giant 
bottle go like out of a fucking moonshine And blues it, is about yeah. rooted in like somebody on a plantation singing and shit like gospel. Yeah, six but string it, guitar is not in the, a classical symphony like the that. The dope thing though about music is like all music like has its own like spirit or soul to it. So it's, even though that is what country I don't think or what pop music has no soul. That's just popular music. That's the, all the genres, whatever surface level to the top. These are the popular songs no, no, out no, of no, all no. these genres. There's actually a sonic for yeah. pop music as well. So there's the songs well, like Number the G Thing or California Love. But then there's like these songs where you hear you be like, like I get dope where it's like. I know. Or yeah. Driver's License, uh, uh, Olivia Rodrigo. Like yeah, these are pop like, breakers, Disney kids. I get it. Yeah. Well, pop is supposed to be designed to be like. For everybody, mid spec, yeah, exactly. Yeah, mid spectrum polarity, of don't like it. whatever. Yeah, most... but that's just like food. If you made food, it's right, white for rice. Everybody, it's just white rice. Yeah. <laughs> Who wouldn't season it? You would well, be... you go to a Thai restaurant. Me being white, I go to a Thai restaurant. They, how spicy do you want it? If I say Thai spicy, they're not going to give it to me. Like you playing? Exactly. Sue us up in this. They'll be like, we need to give you some white some man. Pop you can't curry. handle this. Get some pop like curry. yellow curry. It's like white man, you cannot handle this. <laughs> Exactly. Give you that. I for sure be like, I'm mild curry, the mildest. I'm <laughs> like, spicy. <laughs> Hell no. I mean, we've been there like sweating. So, Nikina, as a singer, right, R&B, it's all about getting into why. See, all this stuff, it, like I was telling you before, it's not about who's the best. And this is one thing I learned, and me and Mitro, I've been sharing with him. Mitro is just naturally an uh, American kid from where we from, so... Their mentality automatically is like, I'm the best. I don't care if I'm not the best. I'm the best because that's kind of how we were brought up. Your, your reputation or your perception of yourself needs to be over inflated. Would you fear that's how we grew up? Like people telling us that you got to feel yeah. like you're the best I on mean, the court. You got to think you'll give me. And I'll be like, why? But but the point I'm saying is one well, thing I, I remember. Always told us we were the worst. <sighs> <laughs> one of the things. I was I, I told Mitra when I realized is none of these niggas are better than us. And I'm not saying none of these niggas are not better than us because they're not better than us. You know what I'm saying? Like they've achieved more, but the people who are better know more. Dr. Dre was learning how to play the piano when I met him. He didn't know how to play the fucking piano. And what year was that? This is 2004. Oh, he could pay pianists at that point. I know, but you don't. I have Dante, but it still irks me when I can't just sit down and just compose some. Ah, I'm sure. a great producer, for but sure. I want to be a better musician. And, there's and I'm different not things. knocking. I can see I'm why. Not, he, and I'm not knocking no, totally. that he didn't. But the point I'm saying to you is that's what's important. Being school, even in hip hop, it's about who knows the most. Feel me? Who knows the most? For every idiot that you see you think is winning, it's some motherfucker behind him that's unbelievably brilliant. It's always that motherfucker behind it. A question. Has Drake put out anything of, like, substantial consequence since he learned how to play the piano? Did that just lead him to him overthinking it? And that could happen. Once you start seeing all the rules and stuff, the best making... once you learn the white man's instrument, it's over. <laughs> no <laughs> right. more talent coming that out of there. Bland. Took, took that, took that. <laughs> that shit ain't got no flavor. Yo shit just That's like, why he gave me that look when he said, yeah. you did Tupac must die. I'll never forget that. That shit was great. I, it was, <laughs> it was like, like one you of the greatest days of our life. Like, you the mother. He was like, Glass, you need to apologize? <laughs> really? <laughs> you think so? In my mind, I'm thinking like, nigga. <laughs> he knew it too. He was like, man, you ain't shit. Nothing. 
And <laughs> <laughs> no. But the point I'm saying is, it's about being schooled. Like I was showing you with Michael Jackson. All of this stuff is about being schooled. Beyonce, she's well-schooled. Somebody with them is well-schooled. The more you know about which. The more you know about what you do, the more you'll be a master of it. Or you got to get somebody that know more. That's the truth. Like, you got to surround yourself like Mitro. You got to surround yourself with people that know more, and you still got to learn. I just sold you the single ladies dance. That shit was 40 years before that happened. That shit, she just flipped that shit and made that shit hers. That shit blew up. Now you see why I was like, yeah, this video going to look like hotline bling and I want this and I'm showing you because I see what's already worked at least what I've seen in certain stuff and I know what you like so I know you know what I mean but it's still a learning thing you know what I mean it's always that learning thing that's why I'm always pouring into your cup all the time overflowing to where I know you be it be pouring out of her ears and she be like bruh it just seems like (laughs) it just seems like it doesn't make sense but it makes sense no it it does make sense for sure and what you don't want to happen is you find out late like, you know now, build on what you know. Hip-hop is all that same game. Like, Dr. Dre, he used to take pictures in front of all these records when I would be growing up, right? Or, like, when I'd be in my car when I was driving because this nigga been around for 30 years at that point. You know what I mean? Like, he had pictures where he just surrounded by records, vinyls. And I'd be like, man, this nigga like music a lot. <laughs> I didn't realize he was giving... That's like the grill behind him. Yeah, like, he's, he's sampling, showing me, he's like, sampling those yo, songs. this is why. And it's things, it's more things into it than that. You know what I'm saying? But that is the start of it. That's in the beginning of the Straight Outta Compton movie. Yeah. You watch the beginning of Straight Outta Compton. It'd be slow, music playing, you show a room, and they show all these records, and you show Dre laying on the ground, records around his head and all that. They show him, this is where how he yeah, became he who he is. He was listening to them records, playing his mom parties, DJing, watching how they reacted to, I'm going to flip this, speed it up, put this young rapper on it, yep, replay it, how these dudes redo it. Yep, I already see it work. That's the same thing I'll be looking at. Like, this is what worked. Oh, okay, this worked in 54. Quincy did this with this little 16-year-old from Jersey. Hey, we need to be trying to do that. See if it work again. If it don't, well, we're going to find something else. We're going to, you got to turn over every rock and be looking. Like, yeah, can't be lazy and learning. We know and learn that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I watched you go down that course of years of just being like I don't know enough I need to learn hip hop I need and, to learn and, and as a musician and the worst is when you have to stop putting out music so everybody thank your ass crazy but you need you at a place now where you could be picking it up the whole time and still doing it when I figured out I didn't know shit I had already made some millions of dollars and, and, and sure you get into it thinking that naturally it's about money but it's not when you fall in love with this shit you know, whether it's R&B or hip-hop, man, it'll be the greatest reward you ever had. Mary J. Blige sing everybody else's song for all, forever. Yeah. Forever. Feel me? And something about us, you know, where we don't embrace the past enough as a, as a, as a people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But the ones who do, like Dr. Dre, they embracing them records and Beyonce embracing, you know, that culture, that dance and, they're the winners. Jay-Z putting up certain symbols that you never seen that's 100 years old. When you embrace the past, you're truly the winner. Nobody who's just pushing at the future is a winner. Nobody. They all act like they is, but rest assured, behind closed doors, they looking backwards. Who's what they do? <laughs> they did that. Okay, that's what we need to do. I keep telling you the person who probably created Bitcoin, right, was thinking of gold. 
Like, what if gold was a real concept? Mm -hmm. You know how we both realize gold isn't necessarily a real concept because it's not as rare as they say. Yeah, like I, I was reading that book. Like, like Craig Wright was the first person to have a sports gambling gaming internet website in the United States. <laughs> and then there were issues. And then Bitcoin. You know, like, it, but think of the intellectual arrogance to not look back at the foundation and the process of thought. Like, Oh, you think you're the first person to think of that? Yeah. Like, is even, anybody who doesn't, yeah. Even questions. with Bitcoin, there has been multiple things like eCash and other digital attempts where they couldn't solve the double spin problem. They couldn't solve certain things where- Or it just and, didn't work out. But for whatever reason. Yeah. Like when you're trying to make the light bulb, you don't make one, you have to make a thousand. Once it flickers on, how do you keep it on for more than three seconds? The motherfucker keep going out. How do you mm. keep it on for more than an hour? How do you make it to where they flick it 10,000 times? It keeps cutting on and off. These are problems you have to keep solving over and over and over so even with something like you know with the crypto with bitcoin there's been all these other attempts that bitcoin has been able to build on top of and be like oh they did and, this and this and this and that's and that's it didn't our just job pop up didn't just pop up and that's our job in hip-hop that's your job in r&b yeah. that's our job to build on the design that's yeah. the confusion Man, the confusion lupe, is to reinvent can i say this lupe said this on his album food and Lair. he said did you improve on the design did you do something new that was a bar he said on yeah. Food and Liquor. Did you improve on the design? Did you do something? No. Like, you're supposed to take that design and change it just a little. And then it looks brand new to people. Michael Jackson looks like, where did this come from? This nigga just watched this and was like, they really don't know that. And I became the biggest of all time. Off a movie. Nipsey White read two pages of Contagious and was like, a, a cheesesteak for $100? Let me try an album. First album ever for $100. It's like, all you have to do is look a little bit. The answers are like there. People Man. just don't look. It's like clues. Like, yeah, and once you find like it, treasure it's treasure like, hunt. Yeah, you be like, oh my god, I missed it the whole fucking time. I just told him it was that. right there. I told him that. That's why I read so much. You don't read for every word. You read it for that was one, two, three gems in the like, whole boom. book. And your then mind, the whole be, shit makes yeah, sense. Your like, whole. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So again, that's what hip hop is all about. That's really what. This shit is about. It's about improving on the design. Everybody improved on the design. That's what it's about. That's what Soulful was. It was about taking, again, oh, y'all. that's what y'all gonna throw us? Watch this. Now we finna sell it back to y'all. White people was mad as shit. Like, what is that? Y'all made that to... Now they're in the back house trying to eat nigga shit. <laughs> Make that extra part of that. Wait a minute, bro. You got the good shit. Exactly. Hold up. Pete be over there right now. Like, man, you know what? You know what I mean? Eating Thai and shit. Like, that shit is poor people food. <laughs> yeah, I mean, nine, I mean, like, even What's even your like, favorite white dish? Oh, that's a tough question. I don't have a favorite, really, anything. Like, what it, is it? And that's pretty diverse. Like, a white diverse. dish is something. But, like, like what? You, like, you were talking about meatloaf, scrap food. Meatloaf would be a white and dish. And, like, you know how, like, like know, Sicily and the mob came dish. from basically, like, a, 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 a sharecropper economy, right? Sure. Well, you watched Goodfellas, like, a trips and sufrites, pig guts, right? Yeah. Like, that's something that was. Three pots is it? Three pots is Mexican. three pots is Spanish. Yeah. Three pots is you know it, it's poor people. Yeah, poor agrarian. You got stuck with what the fuck you got stuck with. But when you think about how great seasoning is, I understood why they traded people for it. Yeah, I, like wars were fought <laughs> over that. Like the King of England, the home of the blandest food in the world, sent people out. What? 
I don't care how yeah. far you have to go. I don't pepper? care if you have to go to fucking India, which I don't even know exists yet, to find some spices. You better fucking get in that goddamn boat. You gotta think, salt kept meat like uh, preserved. good preserved through the winter. Mm. So yeah, you they were trading up. people for for seasoning. That's mm-hmm. crazy. It's like you know we want that flavor. What's up? Like you gotta think, seasoning is the most expensive shit in the grocery store. Fuck, pepper, they got seasoning that cost the same the price as the state. I think like the second most expensive substance on earth behind pure heroin powder is uh, what's it called? Cocaine. <laughs> no, the herb. Um, saffron. It is a lot of seasonings. When you go in that aisle and it'd be shit where you're like, what that the little fuck ass is container like, should be like, like, what the fuck is this? Seven dollars. <laughs> Nigga, what? Let me go on to get a couple of these. <laughs> really? Hell yeah, man. Like, oh, I lost my whole kitchen in the. F- I do not want to go replace my fucking kitchen. I had all, I, all the whole seasoning, you, you herb damaged. thing. It cost a fortune. Listen, we are the seasoning to life. The us, black folks, we are the seasoning to life. Imagine his life without us. It'd just be bland. <laughs> no black people. Like, imagine without hip-hop. Like, what would the world be? It'd be just like Britney Spears. Hell no. I Man. mean, nothing against her, but no. You know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.